welcome to AIJCast, a podcast featuring conversations and performances at the intersection of art, inspiration, and justice. I'm your host, Marthane Sanders. On this episode, part two of our conversation with Garrett Turner. Garrett is an actor, a writer, and a teacher, and he spoke with us from New York City. I didn't have anyone in my family growing up who was in this industry. Mm. Uh, so I didn't have examples of how to go about this. Right. I just, you know, I grew up in Northwest Alabama, um, had a good education. I just liked singing, you know. <laughs> I grew up singing in church. Yeah. Uh, I remember, like, writing a rap about Oedipus Rex in, like, ninth grade. <laughs> Uh, and just like wiling out and trying things out, you know, but the idea that this could be parlayed into actually like lots of money uh, and a career didn't come until much later right. after learning a heck of a lot. And so really, I mean, when I moved to New York City in 2014, I had been living abroad in the UK for three years and I didn't know anyone mm. here. I, I knew my one friend from undergrad. uh whose couch I crashed on in Brooklyn (laughs) until I found an apartment. And then once I found an apartment, I worked like eight different day jobs in the first three months until something stuck. Uh, And then once I got the day job to where I didn't have to worry about paying bills, uh, then I started finagling my way into auditions. And then it took about seven, eight months for myself after starting the steady day job to book my first gig. And then thankfully, I've been moving sort of from gig to gig since. Um, But yeah, it is. It's like... Yo, you gotta you gotta figure it out. Yeah, you, yeah. Listen, we we be doing all these things. It's like, yeah, I can do that too. What's up? Where else? What other door can I open <laughs> to where yeah. I can continue to make art that's important? And mm-hmm. I grew up. Let's see. There used to be two black families at our church, uh, <laughs> but about uh, like eight nine years ago, the other one left. So now okay. it's just like my mom and my dad, <laughs> who attend. It's a, a Church of Christ. Yeah. And, you know, and all the rest of our white brothers and sisters, probably about 350 people who go to this church that I don't now attend because right, I don't still right, live in right. in Florence, Alabama. But um, but my parents do. And it was it was a beautiful environment of its own, though, though, like unique, just very specific. I, I mean, so the, the Church of Christ um, doesn't use instruments. Instruments, generally. right. Yeah. And worship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was all acapella. Uh, which is a beautiful legacy of its own. And I, so that I definitely took from it, um, which is to say, like, like d- knowing the preciousness of the human voice mm-hmm. and y- not not needing anything else. There's kind of a, a bare bones, almost minimalist aesthetic that I think it really gave me um, to, to which, like, I mean, even I think in relation to pop music, I always instead of like the glitz and the glam of the sound of mm-hmm. uh, sounds that are engineered by music producers and you know all that it's I, I, I can see the beauty in it but if you just give like one person with a guitar and a voice and you can hear all the bins and all like the ugly with the beautiful I'm always like yes this is it in fact <laughs> since I'm on the subject I was listening to Take Six. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Just yesterday. Yo, for people who don't know, 
Look up Take Six. They are multi-Grammy award-winning acapella group of black men from Alabama, Huntsville. Hey, what's up, North Alabama? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Who, like, sing this. I mean, it's Christian-based music, but it's also jazz. It's also gospel. And And it's just incredible like it, it's it's what is it it's it is a finely tuned excellence yeah you know yeah, yeah, yeah. of like all you have is your brothers standing next to you and we're gonna raise our voices together and what is the potential of that how mm-hmm. far can we take that Hallelujah. Yeah, there there are a lot of things that I I did learn um, from the white church sure, that I grew sure. up in. Uh, well, yeah. and uh, you know, not on a not too far tangent, you're you're a heck of a beatboxer. But that's part of it too, right? It's part of using the human voice in ways that are unexpected and creative. Um, 100%. 100%. And like, um, and like black folk throughout the centuries just like taking what we have. Yeah. You know, if you don't have all the, all the equipment to do everything and make all the sounds, you figure out how to make the sounds yourself. You know, yeah. And, yeah, 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 and hustle and keep it moving. Yeah, it's but we're back to the hustle again. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would love to hear you connect the dots with faith to what you're doing currently, um, mm. in the sense that you know there is art that is explicitly Christian, in that there's theater that is either allegorical, it's about Jesus, um, or about something set in a church, and then there's art broadly defined, which may be spiritual, but not explicitly Christian. Mm -hmm. So I I would love to hear how you connect the dots for yourself between faith and the the art as vocation. Yeah. You know, it's it's one and the same. Um, Ah, this is this is a wide ranging question. Yeah. So let me see if <laughs> we, we've only been talking about this very question for two and a half years on AIJ cast. So, you know, Oh sure, <laughs> sure, sure. So let me just speak as things come to my mind. Sure. I think performing is a spiritual experience. Mm. Um, every day before um, our show for thoughts of a colored man, a group of us would gather backstage and link hands in a circle and oftentimes someone would offer up a prayer, but sometimes someone would just sing a song. Sometimes we would just breathe together. And it's this necessity of the of the oneness of the ensemble, mm-hmm. you know, and, and of taking the time to to breathe together and and, and honor that moment. Um, honor the people who are in the audience who have taken the time, who have paid their money to be here and that we are going to share this thing with them, which is not like um, a regular commodity. You know, uh, it's not the typical transactional exchange of going to the store and picking up whatever thing. It's like you paid to come experience something uh, from our spirits. Mm -hmm. And so... Our spirits have to be alive and connected. We have to be able to 
see each other in a way that, ah, oh, so different than so many other work environments, yeah. you know? Like, acting is definitely work. Sure, uh, absolutely. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's highly skilled, and there are artisans who deserve to be paid, but the way that you have to show up to work is, there's a different demand because, um, you know, you have the lines memorized, and you puzzle out the character, and all that's great, but like when you step on to into the spot, be it the rehearsal room or stage or what have you, with the other person, it's like you may think you know everything about <laughs> who this character is or what this moment is in the show, but y- you have to contend with that person, right, 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 <laughs> who you're in the space with, and and that person is bringing them f- their full selves, yeah, uh, and you know and there are different methods to acting, right, uh, but like. Literally everyone's history is fully carried into whatever moment it is, and and so and, and you have to be responsive to that. There's mm-hmm. there's something that inspires like an incredible empathy in that moment to like be like where okay where are you today in this scene? What is it going to be about? Let me listen. You have to listen so well. All these things that um, scripture beckons us to do. Um, so yeah, so 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 being a a Christian myself, I see it essentially spiritual. Um, now, I, like on the writing side of things, um, to me it gets it gets more specific because I have agency with the words mm-hmm. and the message, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, so. I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get real and personal with th- this play that I just finished writing, uh, which I hope to like you know get produced in New York City and go all over the place. Maybe uh, uh, hopefully also Atlanta. Yeah, you know I'm gonna be hitting up my my artist friends at all these different theaters I've worked at in Atlanta. But um, you know, so it's it's part um, part romantic dramedy, part social commentary. Uh, about this brother named Damien, and it just follows a few months uh, in the dating life of his story. He's a 30-year-old black millennial trying to figure out what it means to be a man. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wrote that play much in response to, like, things that I learned by ways that I messed up Mm -hmm. in my 20s. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, like... You know, me leaving my girlfriend for someone else and being trifling mm-hmm. um, is 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 one thing, right? Me uh, finally coming to <laughs> the realization of how wrong that was, the people I hurt on the way, apologizing to them and seeking to make amends is another thing. Garrett Turner on AIJCast. We'll be back to more of our conversation in just a moment, but first... A quick word. As always, I encourage you to check out the AIJCast website, AIJCast.com, where you'll find links to our artists, as well as to their news, events, and products. And at this time of year, I want to say on behalf of all of us at AIJCast, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, and thank you for listening. 
If you do want to make an end-of-the-year tax-deductible gift to support our work, you can do so through our website, AIJCast.com. Just click on the link that says support. And if you need some last-minute gift ideas for the AIJCast fan in your life, go to the shop section of our website where you'll find some sweet, sweet AIJCast gear. And as always, you can find this information and so much more at our website. Just go to AIJCast.com. And now back to more of our conversation with Garrett Turner. I, I think as we're called um, for like to let our light shine, part, part of this writing is not just having that moment of apologizing and atoning, but let me write something that I think might be enlightening to other men who are mm. undergoing the same thing. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. what is a way that I can sort of pay forward um, these truths that I feel I've stumbled on through messing up to, right. to, to, to like to help someone else see themselves. Right, right. Uh, and, and maybe like do less harm, but also propagate good, like yeah. in, in the writing of it, you know, it is, uh, there's, there's like a meme that goes around that says like, apologies shouldn't be accepted unless there's changed behavior. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. what, I, I, I mean, I think that's, that's also essentially scriptural as well. So it's like, what, what can I be doing through my art, through this platform that I've been given and the voice that I've been given to like try and wrestle with our culture in a way to like infuse some, some godliness, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So it, it, it can be that right. Even without necessarily being evangelistic. Sure. Sure. You know, sure. Just being like, just being like open and real. Yeah. Um, and so that's something I, I feel called to for sure. It, 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 it reminds me of a friend of mine who talks about our life experiences as, the, as the, the soil of our life. In other words, it's the, it's the seeds that have been planted and the things that give, give birth to that and the soil of our life is is the experience the good and the bad of what we have gone through what we have perpetrated and part of what makes good soil is fertilizer Mm. (laughs) and so it's a way to take that which either we have received as ill or we have put into the world as ill and to find purpose through a redemption of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I think like redemption is a daily walk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is also part of the the calling of, of this artistry, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I also want to touch on your work as a teacher. You've you've taught at Hunter College. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about that and I think when you and I talked before off mic, you you talked about uh, uh, syllabus creation as storytelling. Yeah. So I would love to hear more about Hunter College and about that phrase in particular. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm loving how things are tying together. Right. Because um, it, it you know takes me back to what I was saying earlier about those first few days of class. Yeah. Uh, defining the topic. Yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. It's so true. Um, so... The truth about the job at Hunter College is it, it came through connections. Um, you know, I, so when I was studying in the UK, I was over there on something called the Marshall Scholarship, mm-hmm. um, which is like allows for two years of grad school for up to like about 45 students in the US every year to go to the UK um, and generally study for two years. Some people do one year, some people do three years. Um, George Catlett Marshall, who was the 
Secretary of State um, after World War II is who it's named Marshall after. Marshall Plan, yeah. That's right, in the Marshall Plan. So like, so the scholarship was actually funded by the UK as a gift back to the US um, okay. for the Marshall Plan. It's also the sister scholarship to the Rhodes Scholarship, which probably more people have heard of. Sure. Um, but like the Marshalls play the Rhodes uh, every year in like a football game around Thanksgiving for those who are over in the UK on the scholarship, you know. So there's definitely that that connection, um, which was a beautiful way to study. And, and my cohort is just full of incredible people from whom I still learn daily. Um, the head of the Honors College at Hunter College was a Rhodes Scholar mm. uh, with whom I connected and it was it was pretty demystifying in terms of how jobs work sometimes, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, it can be nice to be in an in crowd. Yeah, because <laughs> he was because he was basically. I mean, here I am. I'm at the at the time a 27 year old black man, been living in New York City a couple of years, just starting my career, and I, I mean, it, he found out, you know, that we're Marshall. We that I was a marshal. We met up, connected for coffee. And then he was like, you should think about this job. And I came in for the interview and the interview lasts about 20 minutes, you know, mm. maybe. It asked like a couple questions like, yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Next thing you know, I, <laughs> next thing you know, I have a job and here I am like teaching these freshmen, which I, I you know, I think is something that uh, the Lord prepared me for in yeah. a sense. Because uh, at, at no point during the time teaching, did I ever experience imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. um, which I think is somewhat miraculous in itself, being, you know, the 27-year-old black man that I was growing up in, like, suburban, rural Alabama, and to be in this, um, you know, effete school here in New York City uh, in this environment. And, like, we would have teacher meetings, and it would be, <laughs> you know, like, 60-year-old white men and women, uh, maybe one other person of color and me. And I was like, what's up? What's good, everybody? Um, but, yeah, it was it was an incredible experience. And I, they gave me free reign mm. um, in terms of what to teach. I mean, the, the title of the class was Arts in New York City. And so it had something to do with arts. And it had to be multi multidisciplinary within the arts. Um, but other than that, they were like, yeah, so we have a f- uh, funding for y'all to go see different things in the city. But just like don't just focus on one thing. Like so it, it can't just be theater. It uh, can't just be music. But, you know, switch it up. Other than that, like you can teach whatever you want. So I was like, lit. OK. <laughs> um, put together the whole syllabus myself. And, and yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a, 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 a novel idea, but. And in, in, in whatever class you're teaching, it's like laying out the groundwork, the framework, the outline is a manner of storytelling. It, it makes me think of like um, like what history we decide to teach, mm-hmm. right, is story. T- we're creating a narrative about, you know, this country or about our lives when we talk about it. And, and that is like active and specific. And so... And what I was doing in creating the syllabus, what I, what uh, like what I ended up making sort of the entire class was, uh, it won't surprise you, interrogating the notion of what are these different forms of arts, how, um, 
and how do they come to be, or more, what are their constitutive parts? Like, what makes a poem a poem? Yeah. Uh, I had a good friend of mine who's a spoken word poet come in and like do some poetry for the class. His name is Carvin's Lassant. That was super dope, and that was so we focused on poetry. Then we went to um, uh, uh, like a, a blues club, and we heard. The, it was BB King's Blues Club. This is all coming back to me. I love that you asked this question. It is <laughs> marvelously reminiscent. And uh, we heard the Harlem Gospel Choir sing the music of Prince, uh, oh which was gosh. everything. And, and a lot of my freshmen, it was clearly the blackest experience that they had ever had. <laughs> um, yeah, and so we talked about like music, well, like gospel music specifically, and like what. Um, is it that makes this different from these other categories? Or, mm-hmm. uh, the same thing with same thing with theater. Like, what makes a performance? What do you What do you have to have for us to call thing a piece of theater? Mm-hmm. And, and we also did a lesson on performance art and that in relation to theater. And what is what, what's the what are the different lines? But but yeah, it, it, all of it, all of the sources that I chose were like specific in a way of like attempting to breed a kind of diversity of thought. And that is storytelling within itself. Oh, it's so demystifying in the sense that, like, you know, the sources that teachers choose are the sources that they know. Yeah, of they, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, learn themselves, you yeah. know? It's, it's, it's not as though these are the tomes of existence that one must undergo. It's like, nah, this just happened to be your slice of life that you came up with. Like, oh, my girlfriend <laughs> is in grad school right now, and they're making them recite the Gettysburg Address. She's, a, I should say, she's doing her MFA in acting. Okay. Uh, and they're, ma- they're making them recite the Gettysburg Address. And we talked about it. We were like, the Gettysburg Address. Why the Gettysburg Address? <laughs> My girlfriend's a black woman. I'm like, what are you going to, like, out of all the speeches, do we have to do <laughs> this one with this particular white man at this particular moment? We yeah. were like, okay, what can you suggest instead? Like, ain't I a woman? You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Frederick Douglass in his speech about uh, the July 4th. We we're like, you know, because it all, it all just has rise, to do with, yeah. it, amen. It all just has to do with where a particular person is coming from. Garrett, if you had a charge for people who are listening, what would it be? Wow. Be true to yourself, for one. Explore what's inside of you. I, that's so much of what we do as artists. And that's the best material, mm. I think. Garrett Turner, thanks for being on AIJCast. Thank you, Marthame. Thank you so much. Garrett Turner on AIJCast. You can find him online at his website, Garrett, that's G-A-R-R-E-T-T-Turner.com. On our next episode, musician and pastor Tracy Keenan. AIJCast is made possible through the support of listeners like you. We can only do what we do because of your support. So please do take a moment, go to our website, AIJCast.com, and click on the link that says support. And we love to interact with you on social media. We are there on a number of platforms where our handle is AIJCast. Our theme song is written and recorded by the band Mard Fame. Photography support comes from Ely at eleyphoto.com. And we are engineered, mixed, and produced by the somewhat gaudy Al Mudif. Al loves our last-minute editing suggestions because it gives him a chance to jump into overconfidence overdrive. Uh, yeah, I can do that too. What's up? And I'm your host, Marthame Sanders, encouraging you to go and create some beauty of your own. 
Peace.